Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, it's the Reading Bug, and I wanted to let you know that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their great new book, Cookies for Santa, the story of how Santa's favorite cookies saved Christmas. Help support our sponsor by purchasing Cookies for Santa today at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Welcome back for another Reading Bug Adventure. Each original adventure is written, performed, recorded, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent family-owned children's bookstore. And we really couldn't do it without you and your continued support. Please review our podcast and tell all your friends and family to listen too. It really helps. A special hello and thank you this week to Harper from Arizona and to Cooper, Sydney, and Brady from California, our newest patrons. You're a part of what makes our podcast possible. If you'd like to become a patron and get special goodies and downloads, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thank you also to Resonate Recordings, who expertly mixes and masters each episode of Reading Bug Adventures, and to all our sponsors, of course. To learn more about The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore, and our mission to engage, entertain, and educate children around the world, and to shop for millions of books, visit our website at thereadingbug.com. Or, if you'd like to get a monthly delivery of the very best books expertly picked by me and our in-store team, check out readingbugbox.com. It's a perfectly personalized gift for any child, whether they already love reading or they need to be inspired. Okay, reader, I think it's time to get this new adventure started, don't you? What are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Hello, reader, over here. Hi, it's so good to see you. Are you excited about our adventure together today? I know I am. Where do you think we'll be going? The possibilities are endless. I'd ask the reading bug, but I haven't seen her yet. Where could that little bug be? Lauren, reader, here I am, here I am. Thanks for joining me. You're going to love today's adventure. I'm sure of it. Lauren, did you get my note and pack everything I asked you to? Oh, yes, reading bug. I have your note right here. But it took me a while to understand what you wanted me to pack. You didn't use any words on this note, just pictures. Look, reader, the reading bug's note is on a rolled up piece of paper. That's right. It's called a scroll. A scroll? And here, look, reader, the reading bug has drawn a few little pictures. The first two pictures are of a person's back and a bag. I figured out that one pretty quickly. A backpack. Right, reading bug? You're right. Great job. Okay, but the rest of the pictures are tougher to decipher. This next one is a big sun with a large red X next to it. 
Any idea what that means, reader? I thought it might mean sunscreen, so I brought some in my backpack. Right again. Oh, great. Okay, and next, there's a picture of binoculars and a water bottle, so I brought those as well. Excellent. We'll definitely need those where we're going. And finally, there's this, a picture of a person with an open mouth and an arrow pointing to her belly. I couldn't figure out what it meant, Reading Bug. Reader, do you know? Oh, that's a picture of a hungry traveler. I was trying to tell you to bring snacks. Oh, now I see. Well, I didn't figure out what the picture meant, but I did bring some snacks for us anyway. So we should be all set. But Reading Bug, why not just ask me to bring these things or write me a note using words? I wanted to try using hieroglyphics or a picture alphabet to send a message to you, Lauren. It's a really important clue to where we'll be traveling today. I really sphinx you'll love our adventure. Hieroglyphics? Sphinx? Okay, now I'm really curious. Where will your book bag be taking us today, Reading Bug? You asked me to bring sunscreen and water, so we must be going someplace that will be sunny and hot, right? That's right. And because you wanted me to pack snacks, I assume we're going somewhere far away. Right again. But that could be lots and lots of places. Reader, can you guess where we're going today? Reading Bug, why don't you help us guess by telling us the titles of some of the books in your book bag? Sure, Lauren. In my book bag today are Thea Stilton and the Blue Scarab Hunt by Geronimo Stilton, Trailblazers Tomb Raiders by Philip Steele, and Marcy and the Riddle of the Sphinx by Joe Todd Stanton. Scarabs? Tomb Raiders? Sphinx? Hmm, I think I know. Do you? I also brought Egypt Magnified by David Long and Harry Bloom, An Egyptian Adventure by Francis Durkin and Grace Cook, and Who Was King Tut by Roberta Edwards. An Egyptian Adventure? That's it then, isn't it? We're going to Egypt on our adventure today. Yes, yes, yes! You're right, Lauren. But we're not just traveling to Egypt. We'll also be traveling back in time over 3,000 years to ancient Egypt. Back to a time of pharaohs, mummies, pyramids, and more. Wow! It sounds like a really fantastic adventure, Reading Bug. But before we start, we're going to want to stretch ourselves out and get ready for a long trip back in time and space. I can't believe I almost forgot! Thank you, Lauren. Let's all stretch our arms and legs before we start on our adventure today to make sure we're ready for whatever we may encounter in ancient Egypt. Okay, let's all stretch out together. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Oh yeah, that felt wonderful, didn't it, reader? I'm all stretched out and ready to go. Okay, but before we go, one last thing. Reader, did you remember to bring your crayons and paper with you today? 
just like the illustrators of our books that we read. We draw pictures of everything we see and do on our adventures so that we can retell our story to our friends and family when we get back. And ancient Egyptians also used a picture alphabet, or hieroglyphics, to write letters and books and stories. Like the note I wrote to Lauren, each picture has a specific meaning. And when used together, the hieroglyphics make words, sentences, and stories. If you don't have your crayons and paper, don't worry. You can pause the podcast, and we'll be right here when you come back. Okay, reader, it's time for our Egyptian adventure to begin. Let's travel today back in history to a land full of intrigue and mystery. In Egypt, we might see a sphinx or a mummy, ride a camel, sail the Nile, or try new foods that are yummy. Look, the book bag is growing bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And look, reader, what do you see in there? That's right, words, pictures, and characters from all the reading bugs' incredible books swirling around inside. Boy, everywhere I look, there's sand, sand, and more sand. I also see a long river winding through the sand and lots and lots of animals, like hippos, camels, gazelles, lions, and crocodiles. There are lots of funny words floating around, words I've never seen before, like Luxor, Karnak, Ra, Obelisk, Pyramid, Sphinx, and Tutankhamun. I wonder what all those strange words mean. Is everybody ready? Let's jump back in time to ancient Egypt. Hop with me and we'll all jump into the book bag together. One hop, two hop, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go. Look, reader, my watch is moving backwards as we lift off from the ground. Everything below us is quickly fading away. I can't see our houses anymore. And as I look below, all the sights around us are changing rapidly. The cars and planes and buildings are all gone now. And I can only see forests, rivers, meadows, and hills. There are no electric lights anymore either. We must be getting closer to Egypt because now I can see a long, long river snaking through what looks like a really sandy desert. There are small white houses nestled along the shore of the river, surrounded by a narrow ribbon of green fields and white, yellow, and pink flowers that give way to the intense gold of the desert sands. And look, reader, I see two long roads with hundreds and hundreds of large statues lining their sides. And I think the book bag is coming in for a landing in the middle of one of those roads. But how can that be? I thought this was ancient Egypt. Without trucks and power tools and electricity, how could they have possibly made all of these statues? Oh, I've seen pictures of those roads with statues in my books. They're statues of sphinxes, Lauren. I read in Theus Sultan and the Blue Scarab Hunt that a sphinx is a creature with a lion's body and the head of a human or a ram. The ancient Egyptians were incredible builders, and even without modern tools, they were able to build massive structures and thousands and thousands of statues. Since there are two roads lined with sphinxes, I think we must be landing in the city of Luxor. 
That's the only city I know of that has two big streets lined with sphinxes. One of the streets has more than 1,300 sphinxes and connects the temple complex of Karnak, north of the city center, with the temple of Luxor, to the south of the city. And the other runs from the Karnak Temple west to the Nile River and is lined with 900 sphinxes with ram's heads. Once we land, we can figure out which street we are on by checking whether the heads of the statues are human heads or ram's heads. Great idea, reading bug. Everyone hold on tight. We're coming in for a landing. We're here in ancient Egypt. Now let's hop out of the book bag to figure out exactly where we are. Oh, wow. Look around, reader. We're in the middle of a long, sandy road that's lined as far as the eye can see with statues staring across the road at one another. The sun is beating down on us and it's really, really hot here. And look around us, reader. There are people walking up and down the street around us and some of them are giving us funny looks. Maybe because we're dressed so differently than they are. The people that are walking down the street are dressed in white. The men are wearing wraparound skirts with belts and jewelry. Many of them are bare-chested, although a few of them have on white shirts. The women are wearing long, straight white dresses. Some of them have one shoulder strap and others have two straps. And Lauren, look! The heads of the Sphinx statues are rams. They look like sheep's heads, but they have long, curved horns that curve down toward the sheep's snout. We're in Luxor, all right. That's the only place in Egypt with a street lined with ram's heads. And we're on the road that leads from Karnak to the Nile River. We should be pretty safe here. Stop, travelers. Those who pass into Wasset unprotected will face the Pharaoh's curse. What? Huh? Who said that? Reader, reading bug, did one of you say something about a Pharaoh's curse? No. I didn't say anything. Not a step further. Those who pass into Wasset unprotected will face the Pharaoh's curse. The Pharaoh's curse? What's the Pharaoh's curse? And who or what keeps saying that? It's me. I'm right down here. Oh, yikes! Reading bug, reader, watch out! Is that a scorpion? Breeding bug, I thought you said that it was safe out here, but scorpions are poisonous. And that one is gigantic. It looks like a cockroach with a hard black shell covering its body and spiky points on its legs. It must be at least three inches long. Whoa, who are you calling a cockroach? I am not a cockroach or a scorpion. Don't you know who I am? I'm a sacred dung beetle. Although I prefer my other name, a scarab beetle. The most important Egyptian god, Ra, the sun god, is often pictured as a scarab beetle, like me. So yeah, I'm a pretty big deal. Oh, wow, really? You must not be Egyptians because all Egyptians love beetles like me. A talking bug? Amazing! Reading bug, I thought you and the spelling bee were the only talking bugs. Clearly you were wrong. I was given the gift of speech by the Sphinx, who guards the entrance to the city of Wasset. These statues represent the Sphinx, who is the living image of Atum, the sun god. Whoa, wait just one second, Beetle. Scarab? Right, Scarab. 
First, I thought we were in Luxor, not Wasit. Lauren, Wasit is what the ancient Egyptians called this place. In modern times, it's called Luxor. Oh, I see. But Scarab, I also thought you said that Ra was the sun god. Ra and Atum are both the sun god. So is Kepri. I read that the sun god was so important that Egyptians gave it a different name for each part of the day. The god Kepri represents the rising sun. The god Ra is the sun during the day, and the god Atum or Atumra is the sun at sunset. You are correct. Way to drop some bug knowledge. High five. Thank you, but I'm afraid we can't stick around and chat all day. We've got lots of things to see on our adventure today. Pyramids, mummies, pharaohs. Reader, Lauren, follow me. See you around, Scarab. Wait, halt, unless you want to face the Pharaoh's curse. The Pharaoh's curse, what's that? Oh, didn't you know? This place was cursed by Pharaoh Tutankhamun himself. What is a Pharaoh? A Pharaoh was an ancient Egyptian ruler, their king. That's right. And after his death, Pharaoh Tutankhamun was mummified, which means his body was preserved and wrapped in cloth, so his spirit could continue living for all eternity inside his tomb, where all the riches and belongings he had in life were left for him. All his riches and belongings were buried with him? Where no one else could use them? That's right, Lauren. I read that ancient Egyptians believed that they could still enjoy their riches in the afterlife, after they died. And that's why they buried their kings and queens like Pharaoh Tutankhamun, or King Tut, as you may have heard of him. With so many treasures, like paintings, sculptures, gold, silver, pottery, jewelry, and even furniture for them to sit on, and food for them to eat. Ahem, <coughs> excuse you for interrupting. Uh, but yes, that's basically correct, reading bug. Over 5,000 valuable possessions were buried with Pharaoh Tutankhamun in his tomb. But our wise pharaoh knew that thieves and tomb raiders often break into tombs to steal the riches inside. In fact, most of the pyramids up north have already been broken into. So Tutankhamun wisely decided to be buried in an underground tomb in the Valley of the Kings, just across the river there. He also left a curse that required that anyone who passed the Sphinx on their way to Waset would be unable to pass unless they're granted permission by moi. My job is to make sure that no one can pass unless they answer the Sphinx's riddle. Answer correctly and you're free to pass, curse-free. But answer incorrectly three times and you'll be trapped here with Pharaoh Tutankhamun for all eternity. So you can't possibly steal any of his possessions. So, don't take another step Unless you can answer my riddle. Are you ready? Oh no. You mean we can't see the sights of ancient Egypt unless we answer a riddle? Well, not exactly. You can still see the sights, but you just can't leave. Ever. Unless you answer my riddle. Don't worry. I'm great at riddles. I'm sure I can answer it, Lauren. And besides, we've got three tries. If we don't know the answer, we'll just... Turn back and visit someplace else for our adventure today. That is incorrect. What do you mean incorrect? Once you hear the riddle bug, 
The only way you'll be able to leave Wasit is by providing me with the answer. So, do you wish to hear the Sphinx's riddle? Or will you choose to leave without visiting the Egyptian wonders that await you further down the road? Oh my, what a choice! Turn back now and miss seeing the sights of ancient Egypt? Or risk being stuck here forever? Reader, what do you think? I told you, I'm pretty good with riddles. And I've been reading a lot about ancient Egypt. So, I don't think we need to worry. Let's hear your riddle, Scarab. Reading bug, wait! Okay, listen carefully then. Which creature has one voice and yet becomes four-footed? Then two-footed, then three-footed. Reading bug, now that we've heard the riddle, we have to answer it or face the pharaoh's curse. And I don't have a clue what the scarab is talking about, do you? Hmm, it sounds kind of familiar, but... Oh no, oh me, oh my, I don't know the answer. But reading bug... You heard the scarab! If we can't answer, we'll be stuck in Luxor and in ancient Egypt forever! Okay, okay. Give me just one minute. I'm thinking. One voice, four-footed, two-footed, then three-footed. Right, scarab? That's right. Hmm. Well, cats are four-footed. Cats? Oh, yes. I read that cats were very special to ancient Egyptians, who believed they were magical creatures that would bring good luck to the people who housed them. To honor their pet cats, ancient Egyptians would dress them in jewels and would sometimes even mummify them when they died. Art from ancient Egypt shows statues and paintings of all kinds of cats. So you think the answer to the riddle is a cat? It could be. It would make sense that an animal that was so important to ancient Egyptians would be the answer to such an important riddle, right? And cats do have four feet, but they can also stand on two, like when they're reaching into the air for a toy. But three feet? Hmm, I just don't know. But I don't have any better guesses. Do you? Scarab, is the answer a cat? Your answer is... Incorrect. You have two more guesses. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Only two guesses left? Lauren, reader, I'm so, so sorry. I thought I could answer, and I really wanted to see the sights of ancient Egypt I've been reading about. It's okay, reading bug. We'll figure this out together, won't we, reader? We've been in tougher situations than this on past adventures. We just need to... Hey, look! There's someone running down the road toward us. But she's not dressed like any of the ancient Egyptians here. She's dressed a lot more like you. You're right, Reading Bug. She's wearing light green shorts and a matching shirt, a floppy greenish-gray hat, and some hiking boots. And she looks really, really dusty and dirty. And she's running really, really fast. Right this way! Hey! Wait! Don't go! Stop! Stop, please! Don't leave me here! Hi! Uh, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're here to see the sights of ancient Egypt. Are you okay? <sighs> oh, well, I am now. Now that you're here, you've got to get me out of here. Okay, okay, calm down. We're happy to help you, if we can. My name is Lauren, and this is the Reading Bug and our reader friend. Ahem. Oh, yes, and this is the Scarab. Not 
The scarab. Oh, no. Well, hello to you, too. Don't you know about the Pharaoh's curse? Oh, please don't tell me that the scarab has already told you his riddle. Unfortunately, he has. And we've already made one wrong guess, too. We were just trying to think of the correct answer together. Oh, no. We'll be stuck here for all eternity, together. I've also made one wrong guess, two more wrong guesses, and we're all stuck for good. It has been days since I first arrived here, but I still haven't been able to figure out the answer to the Scarab's riddle. Wait, you're stuck here too? Like us? What happened? Yes, yes. My apologies for not explaining. I've been hiding for days, afraid I might be captured by the Pharaoh's guard and accused of being a Tomb Raider. In all that time, I haven't seen anyone here that I could talk to until I caught sight of you. My name is Riley Anderson, or sometimes Dr. or Professor Anderson, and I'm an Egyptologist. An Egyptologist? What's that? Good question, Lauren. An Egyptologist is a person who studies ancient Egyptian history, language, literature, religion, and art. I've studied ancient Egypt all my life, and I've traveled to Egypt several times to participate in archaeological digs. What's an archaeological dig? A dig is an excavation. That's the word for the exploration of what lies below the surface of the earth. In an archaeological dig, we dig trenches in the earth to see if we can find artifacts or objects from ancient times. Digs are slow and tedious, and they can be backbreaking. But they can also be very rewarding work when we make new discoveries and learn new things about people and cultures that existed thousands of years before ours. Yes, that's why I love reading, too. It's incredible to learn about other people, other times, and other ways of thinking. But, Dr. Anderson, you still haven't explained how you got here. Many thousands of years in the past. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm actually not certain how I got here at all, but I was working on an archaeological dig and excavating some ancient artifacts when I found this. Oh, reader, look! It's a beautiful green jewel set in black stone that has been carved to look like a scarab, I think. Ooh, wow! That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. As soon as I touched it, the world around me started spinning. Light started flashing, and I suddenly found myself here. The scarab asked me to solve his riddle, and wanting to explore this amazing ancient site, I accepted his challenge, but I could not think of the correct answer. So here I am, tired, dirty, and ready to go back home, but with no way of getting there until I saw you. Oh no! But if an Egyptologist can't solve the riddle, how are we supposed to do it? Scarab, was this a trick? No, no, I promise, there is an answer. Oh, in fact, two men passed me earlier this morning and they were able to answer my riddle right away. They knew the answer? But that's great! Reading bug, reader, Dr. Anderson, we just need to find the two men and ask them to tell us the answer, too. Then we'll all be able to solve the riddle and get back home. Scarab, do you know where the two men were headed? Hmm. You know, I never bothered to ask. But now that you mention it, they were talking about how they might be able to carry heavy gold, jewelry, and statues back when they returned, and... Wait a second. 
Oh, no! Oh, boy. You don't think those two could have been Tomb Raiders, do you? I hate to say it, Scarab, but they probably were. I mean, where else are you going to get a lot of gold and jewelry and statues around here? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just had one job to do. Don't let anyone raid the Pharaoh's tomb. And I blew it. They're going to steal all his earthly possessions, and I'll be to blame. Oh, no. I'm in big, big trouble. I should have made the riddle harder, or, or maybe I should have changed it up every couple of days. Lauren, reader, reading bug, as long as we're stuck here, we have to stop those thieves from stealing King Tut's treasures. After the Pharaoh's death, King Tut's tomb wasn't discovered until 1922 by the famous archaeologist Howard Carter. The story is that a water boy found a small hole that turned out to be an entrance to stairs that led to the tomb. When the archaeologists entered the tomb, it was full of thousands of Egyptian artifacts, the most important Egyptian discovery in modern times. Even in 2019, almost 100 years after its discovery, archaeologists are still learning things about ancient Egypt from everything uncovered in King Tut's tomb. If that tomb is robbed today, it may be empty by the time Howard Carter finally finds it and will lose out on discovering all of the amazing artifacts inside. We've got to go now and stop the tomb robbers. But shouldn't we be spending our time trying to solve the Scarab's riddle and get back home? If we can't guess the answer, we'll be stuck here for good. No, 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 no. You have to stop them. If they don't steal anything, I won't get into any trouble. Listen, if you can help stop the Tomb Raiders, I'll even give you a hint to help you solve my riddle. Deal? What do you think, reader? Should we help stop the Tomb Raiders and protect King Tut's treasures in order to get a hint from the Scarab? Okay, let's do it. Scarab, what's your clue? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay, here's the hint. It is given life by the waters of the Nile, and it can be found living in Wasset or resting in the Valley of the Kings. Thank you, Scarab, but I still don't know the answer. Breeding bug, Dr. Anderson, do you have any ideas? Hmm, no. No, nothing. But if it can be found living in Wasset, and that's the direction the Tomb Raiders were headed, then we should head that way too, right? There's only one road. Scarab, which way do we go? That way. Just along the road is Wasset, and the Valley of the Kings is across the Nile River below it. But you'll never get there safely looking like that. Your clothes make it painfully obvious that you're not from around here, and before you know it, you'll have the Pharaoh's guards chasing you, thinking you're the Tomb Raiders. And there is no crime more serious in these parts than tomb robbery. From one talking bug to another, let me offer you a little magical help in the form of a change of clothes. Hold on tight, this may tickle a bit. Ra and Autumn and Kepri take heed, and disguise my new friends in their hour of need. Give them some clothes that will help them blend in. And once they are dressed, let adventures begin. <laughs> that does tickle, Scarab. But look, it worked. Instead of the clothes we were wearing before, we're now dressed all in white. 
Just like the people we saw on the street when we arrived. Oh, this is much, much better. I've been so worried about not blending in, but now we can walk the streets without worry. Quickly, let's get to Wasset and solve this riddle together. Follow me. Luxor is just up ahead. Wait, wait, wait for me. I've decided that I'm coming with you. Face it, you're going to need my help to stop those baddies. Um, but, uh, could somebody please carry me? I don't think my little beetle legs will be able to keep up. Okay, Scarab, hop onto my shoulder and let's get going. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll make myself useful, I promise. I'm a pretty great tour guide, actually. Watch. We are quickly approaching the city of Wasset, the center of trade and industry in Egypt. The streets will be filled with craftsmen who sell pottery, sandals, reed mats, white linen, and many other products. There will also be farmers selling their produce. Figs, grapes, dates, and pomegranates are some of the favorites around here. And of course, lots and lots of bread, because bread is the Egyptians' most important food. Ah, look! Here we are. Okay, Beetle, that's enough yapping. Try not to draw any attention our way. People are starting to stare. Let's all stay close together, just in case anyone suspects we're not from around here. Be sure to look around carefully, reader. Remember that the Scarab's second clue told us the answer to the riddle is a creature that can be found living in Wasset. The city of Wasset is on the avenue that runs from the Karnak Temple on the north to the Luxor Temple on the south. There are lots of smaller, narrow streets that connect to this big street. And there are houses and buildings that look like they're made of mud brick all along these streets. Up the avenue from us, I see a giant building, bigger than anything else in the city. That must be the Great Temple of Amun at Karnak. I read that it's the second largest religious building ever built, and it is the main house of worship for Amun, another name for the Egyptian god of sun and air. It is located by a lake, and there are many smaller temples, shrines, and obelisks within the temple complex. That's another new word. What is an obelisk? An obelisk? is a tall, four-sided, narrow monument that ends in a pyramid-like shape at the top. Each obelisk is carved from a single piece of stone, and they are built in honor of an individual or event, or to honor the gods. If you look in the other direction, there's a large building. Is that a temple too? Yes, Lauren, that's the Luxor Temple. It's made of sandstone blocks and surrounded by mud brick. There are two beautiful red granite obelisks and many amazing statues and monuments. Scarab, there are a lot of street vendors here in the city center, but there don't seem to be many customers today. Is that normal? Hmm, good question. Come to think of it, things have been pretty quiet since I arrived. A lot of people lived in ancient Egypt, especially in these parts, so it's strange we're not seeing more crowds. Many people are staying home because they are still mourning the death of our young pharaoh Tutankhamun. He was only 19 years old when he died and he was promptly entombed in the Valley of the Kings shortly after his death. If they're not here resting or purchasing food and supplies, that's where the robbers will be headed. Quickly, I can show you where to go. Wait, stop. We can't go anywhere without a plan. If we're going to make sure the tomb stays intact for Howard Carter's discovery thousands of years from now, we've got to make sure we stop the robbers and keep them from ever coming back again. Does anybody have a brilliant idea? Reader. Can you think of a good way to stop the tomb robbers from stealing all of King Tut's valuable possessions? Hmm. 
I think I might have an idea. Look over there. At the market? I see vendors selling all sorts of things. Breads, fabrics, baskets. But nothing that will help us stop a pair of Tomb Raiders. Not quite true, Lauren. There's a vendor selling long sheets of white linen. Do you see her? Where? She's just up ahead to our left, and she has a small child with her who's crawling around in the sand at her feet. Oh, yes, I see her and her cute little baby. He's a fast little crawler, isn't he, Reader? He can't walk yet, but that's not stopping him from getting around, is it? His mother looks like she's got her hands full keeping that little guy in one place. Yes, but the linen. Oh, right, linen. How's that going to help us stop the thieves? Well, Tomb Raiders may have been brave enough to sneak into dark tombs and steal gold. But remember, ancient Egyptians believed that people could still enjoy those riches after they died. So people were really scared of encountering or disrupting the mummies that were held inside the tomb. There were often inscriptions written outside the tombs, warning the trespassers of the dire consequences of disturbing the rest of the mummy's treasure inside. That's true. But I'm not sure how that will help us stop the robbers. Well, what if we were the mummies inside the tomb? We can buy some linen from the vendor here, pull it into strips, wrap ourselves up, and... Oh! I think I see where you're going with this reading bug. We could give those Tomb Raiders the fright of their lives. Do the mummy rap. Let's do the mummy rap. Everybody mummy rap. You're gonna look funny when you wrap yourself up like, like an, an old Egyptian, Egyptian mummy. Spin right around, we don't wanna be found. Shimmy and twist, hold your arms out like this. Cover every part from your toes to your heart. Do the mummy rap. Let's do the mummy rap. Everybody mummy rap. Everybody grab a scrap. Spin right around, we don't want to be found. Shimmy and twist, hold your arms out like this. Cover every part from your toes to your heart. We'll be a frightening sight if we do the rapping right. To look just like a mummy, wrap cloth tight around your tummy. Cover every spot, we don't want to get caught. We'll rap as we rap. It's gonna be fun. And when they see us all wrapped up, everyone will run. run. Spin right around, we don't wanna be found. Shimmy and twist, hold your arms out like this. Cover every part from your toes to your heart. We'll be a frightening sight if we do the rapping right. Spin right around, we don't wanna be found. Shimmy and twist, hold your arms out like this. Cover every part from your toes to your heart. We'll be a frightening sight if we do the rapping right. Do the mummy rap. Let's do the mummy rap. Everybody mummy rap. You're gonna look funny when you wrap yourself up like, like an, an old Egyptian, Egyptian mummy. What an excellent idea. We're all going to dress up like mummies to scare the Egyptian grave robbers away from King Tut's tomb. We've still got a lot left to do. First, we'll need to return to the Temple of Karnak and follow the avenue of the ram-headed sphinxes west to the Nile River. Then, once we get there, we'll have to figure out some way to cross it, avoiding the crocodiles and hippos that are soaking in the river to stay cool. Oh, wow, that is a lot of adventuring left for us. And, don't forget, we'll still need to solve the scarab's riddle if we ever want to get back home. It seems like now is the perfect time to pause our adventure while we purchase some strips of linen for our mummy costumes from the vendors here in Luxor and make our way down to the Nile River. I'll play music for you to color to in just a few minutes, 
so you can draw pictures of all the amazing things we've done and seen on our adventures so far. Will you draw a picture of the talking scarab beetle we met? Or of all of us dressed up in our ancient Egyptian clothing? Or maybe you'll draw pictures of what you think will happen when we return and face the tomb robbers. Whatever you decide to draw, I'm sure it will be incredible. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thanks for all your help on our adventure today, reader. I hope you can help us think of an answer to the Scarab's riddle while we wait for part two of the adventure, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to see you next time, stop the robbers, solve the riddle, and get ourselves back home together. In the meantime, if you want to read more about ancient Egypt, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bug's book bag at thereadingbug.com adventures. I'll see you right back here for part two. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Sourcebooks and their fun new book, Cookies for Santa, the story of how Santa's favorite cookie saved Christmas. Hi, Lauren. Reading Bug, you know it's not polite to talk with your mouth full of food. Oh, sorry, Lauren. It's just these cookies are so good. I may have eaten two or three or seven already. You ate my cookies? I haven't even had one yet. I made them from the recipe that's included at the end of this story. Cookies for Santa allows families to create a brand new holiday tradition reading a beautiful story, and then working together to whip up a batch of crinkle cookies to leave for Santa, or to eat. No wonder I love them so much. They're book cookies. <laughs> they sure are, Reading Bug. Did you know that years ago, Santa's favorite cookie recipe was lost? But thanks to Sourcebooks and America's Test Kitchen, one of the most trusted brands in cooking, the recipe has been recovered, and you can find it right here in this book. Well, it looks like you're going to need to cook up another batch. Let's get cooking! Okay, Reading Bug. If you want to make Santa's cookies too, you can order Cookies for Santa, the story of how Santa's favorite cookie saved Christmas from thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. And if you order from The Reading Bug before Christmas, I'll even send you a personal note from me along with your book. Thank you to Sourcebooks for their support. And thank you for joining our adventure today. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Brandon Savage, and Katie Jelniak. Original music was written by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. And sound mixing and mastery was done by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we are passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. 
And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or other local independent bookstores. Thank you. Goodbye. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up.
friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.